0: World View Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. In the US, President Joe Biden's had to cut short a trip to Asia to try and deal with the US debt crisis. Essentially, the US risks defaulting on trillions of dollars of loans. To get around this, as I understand it, the Republicans and the Democrats have to agree on a deal that will allow the US Treasury to borrow more money. As you know, U.S. politics is incredibly divided. If they don't come to a deal and there's a default, there will be the most incredible ramifications for the entire global economy. Professor Patrick Bond is a professor of sociology at the University of Pretoria, also a political economist, political ecologist and a scholar of social mobilization. Professor Bond, good morning and thanks for your time.
1: Oh, it's great to be with you. Tiny correction, not Pretoria, but University of Johannesburg. My
0: mistake. It does say that right in front of me, my mistake. You're going to have to start us off at the beginning on on this one. Firstly, why does the U.S. have so much debt?
1: Well, one of the most interesting reasons is that they have a Congress, a parliament, uh, that is um, more empowered than nearly anywhere in the world to set up these uh, budgets. And in our case, of course, we have a finance minister, And the Treasury bureaucrats work very hard and they have a a lot of negotiations internally and they present and usually there's no change. But in the U.S. it is uh, continually a site of uh, struggle and it's uh, often an annual event. And sometimes when the minority party, uh, the smaller party, isn't running the White House and feels they want to gum up the system, the Republicans under the so-called MAGA, the Make America Great faction, they use this as a way to push through the kinds of uh, let's say uh, uh, draconian cuts especially on welfare programs that ideologically they want and they are willing uh, even donald trump himself himself said let's just go for the default let's teach the democrats a lesson so this this is all money that the united states government
0: owes and it sort of rolls over the debt by paying interest and borrowing more money is that right
1: this has been going on for years and years as long as probably longer than i've been alive Oh, yes. Well, the main point about any state that's issued debt, and we can go back hundreds of years, is that um, it's often uh, absolutely required to keep an economy going that you have deficit spending. Occasionally, there will be as, uh, you know, Conanguana has been trying for a a, a primary budget surplus. So, you know, you're spending less than you're taking in aside from paying those interest payments. And what happened during COVID, Stephen, is where it's become acute because with so much state spending here and everywhere, uh, the debt to GDP ratios. Uh, went up, you know, 20, 30 uh, percent. In our case, it went from uh, around 50 up to uh, about 80 percent, or 72 percent, and it's come down. Now, the main point about that is that um, if you're not allocating the money in your budget to repay the loans, people will start having. Uh, let's say, uh, you know, a junk uh, perspective on you you, as we were in 2017 and then again in 2020 with the COVID uh, crisis, uh, getting junk ratings. The U.S. has once under Barack Obama had a decline in rating because it was little sense, uh, I think that would have been around 2012 or so, that um, he wasn't going to be able to manage exactly this process. And uh, you might even remember back to 1996, a man called Newt Gingrich, who uh, was the Speaker of the House of Republic, actually um, uh, brought us very close to that. However, I'm fairly convinced that through two one is they will negotiate. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is the equivalent, the uh, Speaker of the House, the main Republican leader. And he yesterday was saying, "Okay, he'll be a little bit more reasonable if he gets concerns like um, cutting the welfare system or putting work requirements on the one hand. But the other uh, option, which the finance minister there, the Treasury secretary, to unorthodox measures to get dealing. So I'm not some way. Well, Patrick Bond,
0: Patrick are battling to hear you for a minute. I don't know if you're able to move around to improve the reception on that. I know it is a, a WhatsApp call, and shedding of course, makes yes. this difficult. I do want to ask, what happens if the U.S. defaults? Would it be as
1: bad as everyone says? Well, it could be, because there's $20 trillion of U.S. Treasury bills. And if we're looking at the big question for South Africa, for us in Johannesburg in about uh, three months, the BRICS summit, and a discussion that's been really heating up whether the US dollar is trustworthy and whether, indeed, there needs to be a uh, an alternative currency arrangement or a de-dollarization. So I think everyone's eyes are on the leaders, and especially with the Russians having uh, uh, been tossed out of world uh, finance, the SWIFT system, whether uh, people will now start saying, yeah, you see, these uh, Yankees are just so unreliable, we need an alternative. And it might be for simple things like trade finance or a currency that you could say would be backed. And the new innovation would be central banks using cryptocurrency. So it's a big wild, uh, let's say, uh, terrain of all sorts of options and possibilities. However, I'm guessing that most of the world is still addicted to the dollar. It's a store of value. It's, it's when there's a crisis even caused by the US, people still go and buy dollars. And you know, we have been seeing that. Even China, which has been selling treasury bills, still keeps a lot of it in increasing amounts. in uh, in other dollar securities. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. I think it's a very small possibility of that sort of meltdown.
0: Professor Patrick Bond, thank you. Professor of Sociology at the University of Johannesburg. Really do appreciate the time this morning. Friday morning coming up now to 27 minutes after six.